Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about uh, 12 or 15 minutes, and I'd like to welcome our guest today. This is Nick Hansen of Diversified Insurance from right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. So Nick, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. What would you like the audience to know about Diversified Insurance? Oh, Diversified Insurance is like just the premier brokerage from here in Utah. If you think about uh, the best name brands within Utah, that's who are our clients. We serve and support them. We help them with their risk management and insurance placements. So out of the last like 30 IPOs that came out of the state of Utah, we insure about 27 of them um, from the biggest brands in technology to manufacturing to life science, healthcare, um, you name it. We're here to support you. And we work with small startups that have you know, venture money that are on a high growth plan. We help strategically place your insurance. So it covers you for the here and now, but also scales with you as you rapidly grow. Fantastic. And it's primarily commercial insurance, correct? As, a, as opposed it to is. your personal? Yep. This is your commercial insurance, all of the pesky insurance that is required. So everything from like directors and officers insurance to uh, employee employment practice liability, workers comp, general liability, product liability, professional liability, you name it. Depending on the industry, there's a broad spectrum of insurance requirements. And so we couple it to fit your specific needs. That's awesome. Very good. All right, let's jump to our questions. Our first question, share with the audience a, t- a time when you maybe struggled or had a conflict with a coworker and how you resolved it. Yeah, so before I moved into the consulting side over at Diversified, I used to run the general surgery and OR over at Primary Children's Hospital. So I worked with a very highly educated, very competitive surgeons and uh, with that comes some challenges is you have different points of views you have different perspectives surgeons historically are focused on taking care of patients where hospital administrators are focusing on the day-to-day business aspects of running clinics and surgery centers and so working with these surgeons we come about it from different perspectives and a lot of times when there's miscommunication or you have two uh, very type A personalities coming at a problem, maybe from a different angle, it's important just to just take a step back because you might be looking at it, the same problem um, pretty much on the same page. Maybe you're just on different paragraphs. And so if you take a, a time just to pause and say, I'm missing something. We, we got off on the wrong foot. What, how are you approaching this? You generally can find some common threads to realign to your values to attack the problem together and work cohesively. But if you just stick in the ground and kind of butt heads, you're not gonna make any progress. So just taking that time to just say, wait, I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood where you're coming from. Let's back up and start fresh. And I think then everyone kind of cools down and is able to approach it more level-headed. That's a great uh, perspective and a great idea. And I like how you described that you might be on the same page, but in a different paragraph. I like that. It, it, it adds a new level of, of to that uh, that phrase that we so often use. But uh, I like that. That's great. It's a great suggestion. All right. Question number two. I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs; they leave managers. 
What's one tip that you have for leaders to help them retain their talent longer? Yeah, I've been in that situation where I've led a large organization and had several teams and I definitely was not the perfect manager and have probably made some follies that made people leave. But I think having a cohesive culture, but also an understanding who the players are within the organization. In the hospital setting, you have different levels of power. You have surgeons that are generally male-dominated professions. Then you have uh, supporting like nurse practitioners or what they call APPs, advanced practitioners. And generally those are uh, highly educated, very skilled, uh, women-driven industries. And then you have nurses that are primarily women-driven. And so understanding kind of the culture and dynamics of how people are approaching problems and who the players are in the situation, because in a hospital, you have top-down authority, surgeons, advanced practitioners, nurses, MAs, and so on. And you have to really have grassroots efforts to encourage those people that are maybe considered in the bottom tier to really have a voice within the community and be able to talk through problems at the same level and same respect as a surgeon. And so really kind of creating a culture builds around managers. So people aren't frustrated because a manager is the scapegoat. It might be kind of more systemic and more of a situation, but they might blame the manager because their voice wasn't heard. So trying to bring an even level in the playing field uh, really goes a long ways. Mm, that's a great insight, like that a lot. Very good, all right, question number three. How would you recommend that leaders help build resilience inside of a team? Resilience is an interesting aspect when it comes to team building. I think a lot of times people will believe that they are resilient, but they have an employee mindset. And so they're there to go in and do a job and depending on that level of you know, expertise and professionalism, they approach it a little bit differently. And so right now we hear about quiet quitting and, you know, retaining workforce. And so resilience really kind of comes down to getting the right players in the right seats at the right time. So you might have an A player stuck in a B game that just really is kind of going through the motions. And so really trying to elevate the key players within the organization and rewarding them appropriately. Paychecks, you know, aren't necessarily the, the key indicator for uh, keeping people there. You could offer a bonus, you can offer salary increases, but really that doesn't keep people there. It's the resilience of how they approach a job problem or organization. And so trying to find those key players and putting them in whole will create a culture that people are motivated by a cause. You know, I saw this in, in healthcare. People are motivated by the cause to help the outcome of a patient. You see it within risk management. We work with a lot of different industries and we work with these companies that are on the cutting edge. And so they believe in the mission and the vision. And so to create that within the culture builds resiliency. So when you have to pivot, you understand you're moving towards a better target and you have this vision, this, this internal passion that can overcome maybe some bumps along the road. 
great ideas. Building that cohesive culture, that really is a key component because as we, as we were talking about before we got the camera started, um, you never know what's going to come. And so it's hard to prepare for everything that may happen. But having that cohesive culture really contributes to being able to say, okay, we have a new problem. How are we going to solve it together as a team? So great comments. Love that. All right. Question number four. Is there someone that you would like to recognize that has had a positive influence in your life? Oh, absolutely. You know, I have been the product of being surrounded by smarter, more capable men and women people that have, you know, really just been giants within their industry that have been lucky enough to stand on their shoulders. So for me, you know, in each industry, I've always had kind of a coach and a mentor. And I think it's important for anyone, it doesn't matter if you're at the height of your organization or company or industry sector, you need to have a coach and a mentor. You look at the late Kobe Bryant, a goat within within his industry, but at the same time, he always sought out greater mentorship, like a Michael Jordan. And if you look at you know their fadeaway shots and how they go about it, it's almost identical. Is because they wanted that mentality, they wanted that work ethic that someone that was in a different era really had. And so you know, two people that come to mind. Well, I'll give you three. You know, first and foremost, you know, my family, my immediate family, and. Uh, extended family, been a great influence for me. I think here in the state of Utah, we have this great, you know, cohesive culture. It's a, you know, small lake city. Everyone knows everyone, which there's so much value into it because we collectively work as an organism and boost each other up when we have positive environments. So my family, first and foremost. Second, when I was in the hospital administration uh, aspect was my coach and mentor, Dr. Scape. Just the salt of the earth, very humble, very smart, but just a great leader and a great motivator. And then here at Diversified, you know, like I said, I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by great coach and mentors, but our market president, Spence Poole, is by far one of the best leaders that I've ever worked with. And that's saying a lot. And so just how they approach problems, how they communicate is just so important for everyone to succeed. Well, thank you so much for, first of all, recognizing your family in that great list, but also the other individuals. Spence Cool, is that what I, is that, did I hear that correctly? Yes, Spence Hool. Hool, okay, good, because I was like, I, it cut just there for a second, so I wanted to make sure I heard that. But I'm glad that you're able to, to find some people that have really made an influence, because, uh, boy, that, that makes a huge difference for each of us when we know that there are other people that have been helping us along the way. Great. All right, Nick, last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Oh, see, I was kind of always this uh, environment of, you know, hard work. So my brother started a, you know, local neighborhood lawn mowing business. And uh, so by the time I was 11, I was kind of indoctrinated into trimming, mowing and blowing lawns, you know, and we were really cheap probably a little too cheap for the market value. You know, we were kind of that young scrappy crew. I have two older brothers. So we were the Hanson brothers going around neighbor to neighbor and doing a really quality job. And we probably should have charged a little bit more. So we quickly got more and more referrals. And so we had, you know, 11 lawns. And then when I came on board, we started to go up to 20 and then 35. Wow. And so, you know, every Friday and Saturday, as my friends would leave school, they were making plans and they're like, oh, Nick, come, come join us. I'm like, no, I got to go mow lawns. 
So unfortunately, I missed out on a lot of social aspects of life, um, you know, kept me out of trouble. But at the same time, uh, you know, it was a great experience just to work hard. You know, every day during the summer, you're out mowing lawns and it was great rewarding because it's residual income. You know, you're mowing it, you know, at least three to four times a, you know, a month. And so you're able to cash in on that. And it was a great little side hustle. Oh, I like it. Yeah, there's a, uh, there is a trade-off there, isn't there, that uh, give up the social life for the, the money and uh, some choose to go the other direction. But uh, either way, thank you so much for sharing that. And Nick, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? Yeah, you can reach out to me directly. We love talking with businesses of all sizes, from startup to IPOs. Um, Diversified is well-versed in helping companies especially if you have venture capital or private equity money, we can help you scale and grow and develop your risk management program. So call me directly. Let's talk about your risk. Let's talk about your organization and how we might be able to find value through a strategic partnership. So call me directly at 801-325-5038. You can reach me through uh, my direct line. Again, 801-325-5038. Or you can reach me on my email, which is nick, N-I-C-K, dot Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, at I-M-A Corp. That's I as an igloo, M as a Mary, A as an apple, C-O-R-P dot com. So reach me out and we can connect and see how we might be able to help mitigate your liability, reduce your insurance spend so you can reinvest into your company and really help you grow. Awesome. Thank you again, Nick. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, whether it's the audio version or the video version. Either way, we'd love to have you join us every Thursday for a new episode. Thanks so much for joining us today and have a great day.